is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy holidays. What's up? Happy holidays. My holidays have started earlier than planned, but all right, here we are. Oh, So please expand on what is going on. Okay. So here's the deal. First things first, this would never be able to happen in America. Not never, ever. Okay. Um, two, things here are very unionized. Uh, in the States, you still have unions. I think it depends on what state you live in, where if they have like a lot of unions or not. But here, a lot of things are unionized. They're doing pension reform. And to my understanding, everything pension before was like 52, 55. You could retire and get full pension. And mm-hmm. full pension benefits here are like you get paid your regular salary for a while. Oh, wow. So they are raising the age for that. And then they don't, um, and then the citizens don't like that. Now, and the people who are already. To what? They're raising the age to like maybe 65. Wow. That's a big jump. Damn. So they're going crazy. Mm. Now, the problem is other people have tried to do this in the past. Okay. It should have been done a long time ago because people are living longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, there are just more people in the world and more people are getting jobs and blah, blah, blah. You cannot keep the, you can't keep the age that low and also not raise taxes. Right. Like something has to give. This right. system can't continue to work if it's done like this also the reform is for the new people coming in it's not for the people who are already working oh, like they'd be okay. grandfathered into the regular program okay all right so they're like solidarity for anyone who comes after us but i'm like this is it's not possible right now you talk to a french person they'd be like no you can't change things and this is how it's always been done all right. You know how many businesses mm-hmm. are saying this is how it's always been done as they stand right. outside holding a box as the doors get shut. Right. Like you cannot keep doing it. Ask Blockbuster how that worked out. Mm. So you can't keep saying this is how it's always been done. It can't continue. Is to there work no it. alternative or are they um, discussion like any negotiations like bringing it down to like, I don't know what you said. It's like you said it's 52. Uh, yeah, the is 52. What yeah. if they did like 55 or 57 or 56? I don't know. I think I think 55 they did, is a uh, big jump for me. It is a big jump. And so I get that, but the the fridge way is always okay, we'll strike first and then negotiate. Okay. Um okay. so they're negotiating now and demonstrations and marches and all that. And I'm like, man, it is no way you'd be able to hold the city hostage like this and just be like, we're not, we're not doing transportation. Nope. Good luck getting around. 
Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what they're doing. I um, wow. was tired of being in the house today. And so I left out. So mind you, you, what exactly yeah. is shut down? The trains. Okay. So we're talking out of, there are regularly 14 train lines, one through 14. What is running all the time regularly is only one in 14. Mm. That's it. Now during rush hour for two and a half hours in the morning, two and a half hours in the evening, you have an additional three lines that are running. Mm. Everything else is not at all. I mean, gate closed, everything. Wow. Is there another way for you to get around? Uh, buses, mm-hmm. scooters, bicycle. <laughs> I just, I just pictured that. <laughs> and you also see my face, so you already know that a bicycle is literally the last thing that is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I went out today, so things are taking longer. When I went out today, I. Um, left out about maybe 11 15 11 20 two buses passed me because they were too full oh gosh mind you i'm like maybe four stops from the end of the line so i'm four stops in Mm. so there's that now times like this i miss living in the center of the city where i used to live Mm because i'm like okay i wouldn't have a problem getting around right because the train that was closest to me, that one uh, has the rush hour hours. So I would have been able to get around to a rush hour. And then I could walk uh, 15 minutes to the line that always runs. Line 1 and 14 always run because they're automated. They don't have a, a oh, driver. Okay. So that's why those can run. So wow. that's where we are. Um, the buses are, uh, I think it's what, one in three buses so it's not as many buses either and same for like the RER which is like uh, think of the metro and then what's that other train not Amtrak but the other train. With the mark? Yeah think of it like that Mm -hmm. is the RER so that takes you like out to the suburbs. I'm just trying to I'm trying to think as you're telling me this story I'm imagining if metro was in involved with the shutdown that happened that would be a complete mess and i don't like what everybody it is no way that anywhere in america would they be like no you it's okay you can completely halt transportation services like this yeah you can completely shut down train lines like i don't live remotely like i still live in the city but Mm -hmm. uh, closer to the outskirts or closer to the edge within I'll say 15, 17 minutes, I could walk to three different train lines. Okay. All three of those are closed. Wow. Like all three of those are the ones that are closed. So like the bus is the only alternative for me. That's crazy. And I was taking the bus before and loved it, but now, oh my gosh, it's so crowded. Yeah. And then it's not like you can get close enough to the uh, machine to even pay. Because sometimes Wait, you what? Get- what do you mean? Because the bus is so crowded. Sometimes you get in in the middle just so you could get on. Or if you get in in the front, it's people standing all around the machine. Mm -hmm. So you're like, listen, I'm just trying to get on this bus. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Because you also like security not about to come through. Like, y'all on strike. But y'all got security workers out? How about one of y'all drive one of these buses? How about that? (laughs) Is there a deadline in mind? 
that's the thing whenever they strike it's just like okay we're gonna strike we'll see what happens it's no deadline they're like this is an unlimited one how long has it gone on so far uh today was day five it started thursday Whew. okay yeah so big demonstrations tomorrow so watch the news it's about to be crazy mm. um i'm probably not going nowhere oh wait i might go out in the evening we'll see i was um my final was scheduled for tomorrow that i was giving the students uh and I got a message from the university today, this evening, yesterday, whatever. And it was like, yeah, it's supposed to be really bad. So all classes in person are now going to be online. So I got to get in there final online. So what I'll do is I'll just time it. And oh, like, yeah. I have okay. to have it at yeah. this specific time. So. Okay. There's Let's that. see them. Right. So yeah. it's like, y'all get to look all this stuff up. Yeah. So now I'm like, dang, maybe I'll uh, make it a little harder since I know they're about to be looking through um, stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. And, and what, remind me what the final class is, the course? Uh, the course is like a general wine business course. Oh, okay. So we've talked about packaging and distribution. We've done sales and marketing. We've done natural wine, wine technology, um, South American wines, because I pick a region every semester to do. Mm-hmm. And so this time it was South America. Uh, last semester it was uh, American wines. Drew uh, Skyped into class. And, oh, that's and cool. to the students. Yeah, he loved it. And they loved it too. They were like, oh my God, he's so American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is an all American boy. <laughs> he is. And it was so funny. They said, they're like, he is so American. And that was funny to me that that was their comment. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we talked about? Allison Park of Bryn Whiskey. She, um, she happened to be in town, um, for Whiskey Fest. And so she was a guest lecturer. And so she came in and did the course and poured us some Bryn Whiskey. So I was like, and yes. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Um, then I had some other guys come and uh, speak because I'm like, but I'm about to stress myself out, try and figure out what to say for 90 minutes every week. So I called into people I knew, it's like, that's and awesome. this is how we're going to do this. So, yeah. Cool. So that's done. And then we'll start another class uh, next semester. Well, not next semester, but like the trimester. It's like March or April. I was recently in um, Bowie. Um, I don't yeah. travel to that part of town very often. But, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just suburbia. Everything yep. I got out there, I got, you know, it's right around here anyway. Um, but I was, let me tell you why I was in Bowie. I was in search for crab legs that were on sale at Harris Teeter and, um, they were all sold out. So I went to the third Harris Teeter. I'm obsessed with seafood. Everybody knows that. And the crab yeah. legs were $7.99 and that's rare. That's the lowest I've okay, seen. Okay. That's why I'm like, they must've been a sale. Yeah. For so, um, so anyway, uh, after my third Harris Teeter, I was like, okay, well, I give up. And there was this new, big, shiny wine shop right next door to Harris Teeter. And I said, now, what is this? So I go in and there is a tasting. I like stumble into a tasting. So there's Mm -hmm. wine, there's beer, and there's spirits. And there's like four of each. So that was fun. Right, right. Right. And so um, one thing about me, if you met me in person, I am not a know-it-all. I'm the opposite of a know-it-all. So 
they were talking to me like I didn't know shit, which is fine. I let people do their job. That's what they are there for. Yeah. And I listen. But in conversation, you know, it comes out that listen, what you're about to know is <laughs> I'm smart. I'm so they, smart. they kept apologizing, like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, we didn't know. It's not, listen, this is your job. I'm going to let you yeah, talk. Absolutely. I'm going to let you talk and pour me wine, and I'm going to drink and listen. Um, but it was actually a pretty nice big wine liquor store and they even have wine and beer on tap so there's a small bar to the right um and yeah so you can i guess you can play your lotto numbers they got the screen oh yeah you can sit have a glass of wine play your lotto numbers and you can go but they're um i was very impressed with their sparkling wine section i bought some things that i had never seen so uh you know, every now and then you'll nice. come across, you know, a little gym, gym yeah. in the suburbs. I'm happy because they don't even have proper wine bars out there. What is proper wine bar? Tell me more. Uh, a wine bar. Okay. That's just like, okay, let's get to this proper part. I mean, you know, I'm, why are you acting like you ain't been in PG County before? You know what it's like. Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to. I apologize to anybody who lives in PG County right now. I'm so no, sorry. That's fine. But yeah, it wasn't a wine bar or anything that we went to. That's the thing that's so weird about the suburbs there. It's not like they have their own, all of them don't have their own like stuff. If I needed stuff, I needed to go to Largo. Yeah. So that was my journey. Yeah. And my lot in life. I'm like, well, we're going to Largo. So there is room for. Um, for wine in PG County, seriously, big time. There is room, and there is also um, a need, a serious need, because people like yeah. wine. Yeah. Now, if you want fried fish, they got it. You you can go. You know, they got they got a spot for that. If you like spirits, like you can you can you can find that. Right, it's right. It's bars. Yeah. They have bars. Yeah. If you want like some chicken wings and a and a stiff drink, oh, they got you. Oh, it got you, you. you. You're good. Okay. Yeah. But if you want an actual wine bar, you probably need to drive to Annapolis um, or uh, drive to DC or Montgomery County. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And Any- I have done, I've done all of those before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. All of the things. So, so uh, Thanksgiving has come and gone. How yes. is that? That was good. I like expat Thanksgiving because I could do it twice. Um, ah okay because we do it on thursday there are some people who do it on the actual thursday um and those are people who usually do like a potluck one so after Mm -hmm. work um you know they can just heat up some food and everybody um and bring their dish or whatever yeah and then also on saturday so uh, people who will cook the whole dinner themselves and just Mm -hmm. want you to bring a bottle of wine they'll do it on saturday because they're like, oh, I need to cook all of this stuff so I can start Friday night, cook all day Saturday, and then mm. have people over. So I had two meals. It was very I nice. Love it. Yeah, it was very nice. That was a crazy week. That might I, be like my busiest week of life because you know I was in Italy at that conference. At the oh, speaking of, of, I need to hear about that, yeah. please. Right, put yes. a pin in a that. short recap. No, no, yeah. let's do it now. Thanksgiving, oh. yes, we ate, we drank, boom. <laughs> yeah it's just that day thanksgiving day i worked a full day and Mm -hmm. then went and then had a tour that's what it was and then had a wine tour oh wow yeah then went to things and then had to come back home because the girl's house was full so i needed to get the 
the dish I was taking and grab a chair. And so, oh, oh that, you had to bring your chair. BYOC. BYOC. Uh, so brought my own chair. And then that Friday was an independent wine salon. So did that all day. And then Saturday was a grand tasting at the Louvre. They do that every year. But 10 oh, in Dussault. So elegant. Oh, it was nice. It was, it's elegant in the beginning. Oh, and then it okay. gets loose. It yeah, gets loose. I like it. It gets loose. <laughs> I mean, it's elegant because of where you are. Mm-hmm. But then it definitely gets loose because people are drunk. Because like you're not mm-hmm. in there. Like, yeah, you have a notebook and you can take notes and do tasting notes and all but that. How long are you going to do that? Right, because yeah. also I'm not trying to hold all this stuff. We have regal glasses, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, I put that notebook in my bag, and then came home was like, I don't need this. <laughs> and so I'm usually there to find new things or right. taste expensive things that I'm not buying. Uh, so had a couple of Bordeaux, a champagne that blew my mind. That now like I only want to drink that, or well, two champagnes. Um, and then also went to see a couple of people that I knew, producers that I knew that were there. So, yes, it was very nice. Okay, Italy. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I took the overnight train because, you know, I'm always up for these uh, new and different and interesting experiences. Mm-hmm. Also, it just made more sense, um, what, geographically? I don't know. Just from a transportation standpoint, it was, the conference was in Verona, Italy. Okay. And Leaving from Paris, I just need to take the overnight train from Paris to the train station in Verona. Easy breezy. Now, if I were to uh, fly, I would fly from Paris to Venice, then take a train from the airport to the train station in the center of Venice, and then take a train from Venice to Verona. Mm, Okay, that sounds like a lot. Right. That's a lot of moving parts. That's a lot of depending on schedules and a lot of stuff left to chance. And I would have left like the day before and then, you know, got a hotel and then woke up the next morning for the conference. Whereas on the night train, I left Paris at like eight o'clock PM. And then I got to Verona at like eight thirty AM. Mm. So got up, was refreshed, you know, freshened up in the bathroom there. Um, There was nobody in my car uh, because they got out at Milan. The first stop was Milan. And then it was like two other little Italian stops. And so I was in the car by myself for an hour. Mm. So I make up, you know, freshened up, hair, clothes, got everything right. So I hopped off looking just as refreshed. (laughs) Everything. I'm like, and here we go. So no problem. Easy breezy. Uh, It's a small little car. It's a bed on the top and then it's like a couch underneath it. So you could sit on the couch um, or you could sleep on the couch or sleep in the bed um, on top. So it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It was another person in there with me. Um, On the way back there were, it was three of us. So two people on the bottom, no, two people on top and then one person on the bottom. So so these that, are like that, beds on both sides of the car. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have pictures and video, so I have to send. Oh, to okay, cool. Yeah. Because the only thing that I can reference is trading places. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in an overnight cart. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I've done it before. Because uh, sometimes yeah, I'll do I, it just I because I did it once before when I went um, to uh, to lose in. Uh, 
more southern friends sometimes it just makes sense and yeah. it's not always like oh let me just be cheap and i can do this and not pay for a hotel but sometimes it's just easier because a train will get you right into the center yes yeah, and fun. it doesn't it it doesn't take the same time as far as like security checks and customs and all that they took my passport the conductor or i don't know not the conductor but one of the workers mm-hmm. came and took my passport and was like all right um we'll get this back to you whenever i was like uh okay, your passport whatever. yeah okay. i mean he was an official worker he took everybody in the car's passport okay he had you know his badge on hat the full uniform i'm like all right i'm trusting you sir mm-hmm. so we took the passport and then um he came back uh, i mean several hours later it was morning when he came back because we go through uh switzerland and then italy and so I guess he needed it for the check or whatever mm-hmm. uh, for that. So, okay. yeah. Right. On the and way back, a customs agent to... came in. Oh, I was oh. going to a, uh, the conference is wine to wine, sharing business ideas. So it's a wine conference in Verona. They do it every year. I heard about it before because I knew a couple of people that uh, spoke there last year. And I thought about it thought about going but you know our good friend julia coney was presenting and so i'm like oh well that's just if this is me i'm like oh that's just down the street like that's just up the way a piece let me go and support <laughs> so i told her i was like yeah i'm gonna come support because that ain't nothing you want to just surprise about it be like surprise i'm here yeah you know? so i went down to the, uh, support her and it was a fantastic conference so like that's on the schedule for next year for sure really it's uh, i'm going again yeah. it was great yeah, I need to this week. I'll what probably was Julia speaking stuff. on. Julia was speaking on race and communication in the wine mm-hmm. industry. Okay. Yeah, I have some clips of her um, talk mm. and some photos and stuff. So, yes, it was very good, very um, insightful, and um, it was a good crowd that was there. She was mm-hmm. in the auditorium, um, and they had her sitting right. I'm like, you better do this. I was in almost teared up a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they, she was sitting in a chair with her interviewer or moderator. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, Oprah style of interviewing. Like how oh, she okay. has pairs on the stage. Yeah. So it was like fireside chat. So okay, it was very, I love it. Uh, yeah, it was very nice. And it was more of a conversation. And then people, mm-hmm. you know, stood up, asked questions, made comments, things like yeah. that. I had to add in my two cents being literally the only other Black person there. Well, well, they must know your presence. Yes. And so, I mean, it worked out. People afterwards came up and it's like, oh, well, can I talk to you about this? And it was good for me because this was a conference in Europe. So this is, uh, I felt that was something I needed to attend being mm-hmm. in Europe and needing to meet and work with uh, people in the wine industry in Europe. Yeah. Um, and also it was in English. So I got to like oh. fully express myself. Won't he do it? I know you were happy about that. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't understand how quiet I'll be at French conferences. I mean, I I understand a lot of it now. Like I'm understanding like 80, 85% of it. Oh, but, okay. And yeah, it, I'll sit out there and be like, oh, Tanisha, you understand. You understand. <laughs> but I can't get my thoughts out. I get uh, it. Ask a question fast enough. Also, I don't want to ask it wrong like who wants to sound like a six-year-old child yeah. in a group mm-hmm. also while I 
you know, understanding a broad sense of what's going on, my fear is that I'll stand up and ask the question and be like, he literally just said that. Oh, okay. I get it. And I didn't understand that he said that. Like, I didn't get that from it. And I'd be like, yeah, so what about this? Like, he'll stand up and be like, yeah, so we, last year we produced uh, 4,000 cases of wine and we're going to use some new grapes. Excuse me, I have a question. So how many cases of wine do you produce? Like, uh, yeah, no, I get it. What? So I'm like not saying anything. So sometimes I'll go up and speak to people afterwards. Well, Other that's this, this, what you're describing is something that I struggle with in English, like, <laughs> depending on where I am. <laughs> uh, you're like, so um, this is English and I'm still not saying anything. Yeah. Especially yeah. at work, working with scientists, like what did he just say? Uh, if I, oh, for sure. Well, anyway, but yeah, no, the conference was really good. There were talks on um, how to talk to millennials, how to not focus your attention on millennials. Those aren't the ones that are really drinking wine and spending the most money on wine. Yeah. Um, wine tech and how we have to really get on board with wine technology. Uh, some of the imaging and the words we use in wine. Why are we still using sustainable, family oriented? Um, you know, these same seven words that everybody uses. It was this one slide. Uh, I'll have to I'll send it to you. And I'm like, oh, that is literally what everybody says. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so how do you differentiate yourself? And then the speaker, he had some uh, other places of other like Instagram accounts and things like that mm-hmm. of things that were interesting that get you to buy, like whether okay. it's the packaging. I think it was like, it's a certain, it was one towel that doesn't hold sand, like the sand, so you could take it to the beach and it has all these bright images. And he's like, the towel doesn't hold sand. He's like, it's $40 towels. But he was like, you, they're not selling the towel and the sand. He's like, all the images are at the beach. So you buy the towel, think like, all right, oh, uh-huh. I'm this much closer to going to the beach. Yeah. Um, I'm like, that is good marketing, I guess. And it's like, and wine people have been so late to change hesitant to change or just have not caught on Mm -hmm. with that whether it be social media whether it be um imaging language all of that they're just still kind of uh stuck and i say that across the board not even just uh you know uh, france italy you know old world but i even say that about younger hip places in you know california oregon washington state yeah there's this really cool article that i actually sent you i don't know if you got a chance to read it but um it's the top marketing moves in drinks for november and they just it's just like a list of different um brands like the first one is heineken is Mm -hmm. a sponsor for euro 2020 for the champions league we have like all these like spirits and wine um businesses that are just collaborating yeah and it makes sense and it's just making everybody rich and i'm like yep we gonna figure this out yeah it's just why hasn't done it but like everybody else beer spirits they all like their marketing is on point and it looks fun that's another thing wine images don't always look fun yeah it's like all right you're gonna keep posting that bottle you we we swirling the glass with wine so why hasn't wine being perceived as fun yet yeah yep we have fun with it but that isn't the image that is being put out there wine in itself 
have an image problem. I think it comes across. Well, then you, it's, either, it's, a, it's either one end or the other. So either you have like rosé all day or you have something, you know, something extremely boring and dry. So there's no like in between. And that's what we need, an in-between. Yeah. And also it means to appeal to different age groups of people. That's the yeah. thing with wine. When you... Like I'm, he- I keep hearing about this uh, hard seltzer movement that is sure. taking over America. Yeah, um, and that is geared toward a certain group. Um, mm-hmm. Certain beers are geared toward a certain uh, group or activity. Right. Whereas wine is kind of across the board. So it's like, okay, are you gearing it toward millennials, baby boomers, Generation X? Right. All of those are different messages. So you would need to say to be- things. <sighs> Well, I guess it makes sense for you to target um, an age bracket, and I get it. But why does it have to be generational? Like, I feel like there are pockets in each generation that drinks wine, and it's there hard are. wine. You know what I mean? There are there are pockets in each generation that drink wine, but what appeals to them is going to be different. Yeah, you're right. So the wine ad that appeals to the 25 year old is different than the wine ad that appeals to the 50 year old because sure. they're doing different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the 25 year old isn't necessarily going out to an expensive dinner and sitting down um, and looking through the wine list and right. doing wine that way. Whereas the 50 year old is probably not like throwing parties at home and having like a, a girl's night and having right. 10 girls over and, you know, toasting glasses and dancing and all that. Like, I yeah. think now, pardon the examples, people are probably doing that in both ages, but mm-hmm. just for. No, I get it. Conversation's sake, um, you're doing different things with wine. Whereas when it comes to other spirits and beer, mm-hmm. okay, beer links up with sporting events. You drink beer at a sporting event. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you do. So you tailgate. That message is timeless. Like everybody is at a sporting event. Yeah, you're not drinking wine at the football game because what you don't have a course through all the time. You're about to carry a glass. Right. That's why hard seltzer is able to come through because that's in a can. That's also why wine in a can has become popular. Yeah. But that's only going to work in certain places. Like first people are not drinking wine out of a can. They're not doing it. It's not going to happen. Not even on y'all's river at the beach, at your little beach, your, your man-made beach. No, because they feel that like the can is not going to happen. Now they have just recently come around to drinking it out of a box hmm, okay on on the river mm-hmm. or you know at a summer barbecue or picnic or something like that but a can they feel like oh that's going to change the flavor it can't breathe that aluminum or tin on the inside mm-hmm. like the flavor is going to change okay my thing with the can I, I haven't had enough wine out of a can t- to know this uh but just the way you drink out of a can you take bigger swallows. Yeah, you guzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And wine always tastes gross to me when you guzzle it. Like, if you mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. like, all right, everybody about to leave. Okay, let me take this last sip of wine. And you down it. It's terrible. That yeah. wine could have been the best wine you ever had while you sat there with dinner. But you really quick. It, it did, you see, did you see um, Allison guzzle that champagne at the, like, at this bar in New York? So Allison, she is bon vivant on um, Instagram. 
she and her brother were at a bar in New York. I don't know how this worked out, but she said her brother finagled this little situation. So there is this device. It's like a wine glass, but it has a spout um, at the bottom of it. And um, you plug the spout up and you fill it up with, uh, the bartender fills it up with champagne and you're supposed to guzzle an entire glass of champagne in one sip. And so she did it and she said, and I was like, well, look at you. I was like, okay, well, was that fabulous or not? And she said, oh, it was, it was horrifying. It was the most, no, it was miserable. It was a terrible experience. You're guzzling, you're literally guzzling champagnes full of bubbles. I'm uncomfortable. It's yeah, it's yeah. It's bad. Yeah. So and it doesn't like I don't know what it is, but it doesn't taste good. Mm. It tastes wrong when you guzzle it. Yeah. Like I've done it with I've done it with champagne, sparkling wine, white wine, red wine. Rose, uh different because you you know, I yeah. put ice in it from time to time. Mm-hmm. And you're usually drinking that super cold, so it's okay. Yeah. But what I'm doing with red wine, that's absolutely the worst. <laughs> the worst. Begin back with what we were talking about. Yeah, they're just now, the French are just now starting to do uh, wine in a box, and that's becoming a thing. So a can is just not something that's going to work for them. Let me tell you about, um, there is a winery. We did not go there, thank God. But there is a winery in Pennsylvania that their market is to have wine, to serve wine out of like paint cans. And there's a handle and everything, and it's a it's their stick, and they love it, and it's a big old marketing scheme for them. Is and it like a spout on the other end of the paint can? Does it matter? I guess, but I don't. Yeah, but their wine is literally in a big ass can, like a like a paint can, and that's how they. Is it? To- is the can decorated? I don't know. I didn't even look it up. I was like, I don't even know if I want parts of that. Because the way that the people who had been there were telling the story, uh-huh. like, please, y'all, don't go there. But yeah, so Americans, they will try anything and some things stick. Like that's, yeah. that's sticking to them. Like uh-huh. some people, like I'm almost curious, but not curious enough to actually go there and yeah, and try yeah. it. But I, I think since, yeah, I, I think that works better in America since America does not have an ingrained wine culture. Mm-hmm. So the wine culture in America is not the same as beer culture yeah. or the same as alcohol culture. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I feel like since Americans in wine that started in what, like the 60s and 70s, like yeah. the um, Judgment of Paris was in the 70s. So this is a very recent yeah. Whereas uh, cocktails and spirits and beer has been around since. Here it is. Can you see it? Forever. Girl. It's not even a cute can. <laughs> no, it does look a little. I don't. I don't. Okay, I'm not going to say anything because I remember last time I said something about somebody and they were like, oh, I listened girl. to the podcast and mm. I didn't like what happened. <laughs> so. I didn't, they were talking about my wine stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, but no, that paint can. Um, mm. is that what is the size of that? Like, how much does that can hold? Is it like a box? You know, like boxes. They they talk about well, push boxes on you because that's four bottles. And so I don't people know. like that. So if this can is like. Two, three bottles. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. 
<laughs> and that's Pennsylvania, huh? All right. All right. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, you know, when it comes to some of these alternative packaging, it's not even uh, all about gimmick and stuff like that. Sometimes it's about uh, sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about being uh, eco-sensible. Sure. And uh, um, easier for distribution around uh, America. Yeah. No, I get it. Like you're not you're not selling that outside of America. Like yeah. let's let's be real. Mm-hmm. But um, the amount of energy and money it takes to do glass bottling mm-hmm. and to do to package that in a way to ship it to other places. It's that expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. yeah. And bottles break, but yep. boxes don't. And stuff stays fresher longer when you have that bag in the box or when you have the, um, uh, not the can, but when you have the bag in the box, you have the pouches, when you have those things, cans, like you drink those young. Yeah. No, totally. So uh, switching gears a bit, it's the holiday season. And I am drinking. We had an an agenda. We did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what? I have received some comments that people just like us to talk, honestly, and they don't need a guest all the time. So here we are. This is what you have today, folks. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. I'm drinking my way through my first advent calendar. Oh, okay. I've been following you do it and um, Allie. Allie's is awesome. Yeah. First of all, yeah. her wines look a lot better than mine. Um, yeah. And yours are regular size bottles. Remember when well, I did an advent last year? Mine yeah. were like the little, yeah, yours is a regular bottle. Mine was like the little, little one. Well, yeah, there's a difference between the, like, what is it called? The wine box? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the vial. Yeah. Oh God, those are so nice. Yeah. Those are really cute. Mine is like a half a bottle. Yeah, yeah, so it's like two and a half glasses in my bottles. Girl, um, mine was like a sip. Yeah, I got mine from Costco, but honestly, j- just drinking like this every day, I would rather have the one sip mm-hmm. or the glass than have this, especially because all of these are not good. Oh, I didn't drink all of them. Okay. Um, are they from all over? So, so um, we've been to France, Portugal, and Italy so far. Okay. Um. And today I'm drinking a Malbec that's pretty good. Um, yesterday okay. I had an Italian white that was really nice. But um, yeah, the the first ones, I was like, oh, yeah, no. So I can't drink these. I'm going to post them, you know. But um, like, all right, I'm going to make a, a reduction. I'm going to make a, a wine reduction uh, for, I'm um, going to add some olive oil. We're going to have this as a dressing. So hopefully they get better as I drink them. But how yeah. are your wines with the wine box? Oh, mine were fantastic. The really? sips I had. Of course, I mean, they're all French. There yeah. were a couple that I was like, eh, mm-hmm. maybe not. But, you know, I regularly stand for French wine. Of course um, you do. <laughs> I think the thing I liked about my box the most is that I was blind tasting them. Oh. So when I would pull the bottle out, it just had the number on it. So then I could taste it. Now that's like, fun. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have to blind taste it. I had the sheet, but I had to scratch it off to see. What oh my gosh, was. that's so fun. So I would blind taste it first to see if I could get it. And then I'd scratch it off. Yeah. I'm pretty good. nice with French wines. So. Yeah. yeah. That sounds a lot better. I got yeah. this from, um, I got this from Costco. I think that next year I'll just spend the extra dollars and get wine box. Um, okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think I'll do it again next year. They had a um spirit one, so with all French spirits, and I'm like, oh, oh I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mad at myself for not doing it. Was but, it more expensive or less expensive than the wine one? It was more expensive, okay. but not much. I think it might have been like twenty euro or more. Okay, which, like as, as that wasn't gonna break me. Yeah. So, not necessarily. Um, I mean, that's my so cell phone. Business. What's up with you and Christmas? How are you spending your Christmas this year? That is a good question. I don't know. I'll be here. Uh, is this yeah. your first Christmas away from home? No, last Christmas was. Mm. Last Christmas I was here. So last Christmas was my first one. And was I that hard bunch, for you? It, I had a bunch of anxiety around it. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, what I found out is that the French, I rarely say the French, mm-hmm. um, and also a lot of Europeans, they celebrate Christmas on the 24th. On Christmas Eve? Yes. Okay. And then Christmas Day is just like immediate family. So like the people that live oh. in the house with you. But they okay. go out to dinner and do gift exchanges and all of that. And that came about because they would uh, have the dinner and do the gifts and stuff and then go to like midnight mass. Oh. And so that's how it. I like reminds, this idea. That's that how really it started. Is. That's cool. But like there isn't anyone else in my immediate household so for christmas oh. when i was invited to christmas dinner it was on christmas I, eve it was on christmas eve so i thought i already had something to do for christmas you know for christmas mm-hmm. so i ended up not having anything to do oh. christmas so i was in the apartment by myself the whole oh, day god okay and i was like okay so this part is dumb <laughs> this is dumb and i'm sure nothing is open there was a couple stores that were open like in the morning and mm-hmm. then like it might have been some restaurants if I had looked around but <laughs> at the point I realized that I didn't have anything to do I was like oh no mm-hmm. and then a couple people were like oh you can come by we're gonna have um dinner and I was like oh, okay cool which time we start oh it's gonna start about 7 7 30 forget it uh, then like I'm yeah. good yeah like by seven o'clock like I'm fine yeah like two o'clock was the witching hour when I was like ooh, mm. so nothing mm. And then I, I don't decorate my place, so oh, there's, okay. Because I'm like, I'm not trying to buy that stuff and store it, and yeah, you know all that. So no. there's that. But this year, now that I know, okay, I am planning for both days. So when somebody's like, "Hey, you want to come back for Christmas?" When mm-hmm. exactly? So um, yeah. Uh, and then I'll figure out what I'm doing for New Year's. I probably I might actually have some friends over here and just mm-hmm. chill out because I've done all that. New Year's in Paris here. sounds really dope. It it can be yes. Okay. Like uh, the years I went out to the Arc de Triomphe and they did the light show on the Arc mm-hmm. and then they did fireworks out of the Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, dope. Last year. Uh, I did the party with the people who did the costume party where the theme was dead celebrities. Uh Super fun. Super fun. That was really fun. Um, I have to message her and see like, is she having a party this year? Be like, listen, so are you having a party this year? Cause um, I want to come and want to prepare my costume. Right. Right. Last time I had, you know, a little later invite. So I had like 20 minutes to pull it together. It worked out though. I had everything I needed. Um, so yeah, I don't have any plan. I know I said a whole bunch of stuff to answer your one question. 
As for Christmas, I don't have um, concrete plans yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, spending time with some friends. And I like French Christmas food. It's scallops, it's foie gras, My it's God. duck. Yes. It's, um, it's this, this kind of, it's called chapon, which is not a turkey and it's not a chicken. I, it's like a, a rooster with <laughs> it kind of what does it taste like it tastes delicious <laughs> but it's like a white meat bird what does okay. it translate to and i gotta look at them see because i remember looking this up before being like wait what Chapon. yeah c-h-a-p-o-n <clears throat> um yeah, and that they—that's like their big meat. Sometimes they'll do like a um, lamb or something like that too. But I'd be so full of foie gras. Mm. Okay. It's oh geez, <laughs> I can't say this. Okay, well never mind. I'll text it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys, uh, this episode was supposed to be about wine gifts. Um, oh, whoops. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, we're still talking about the holidays. It's all good. Um, is there, are there any like wine gifts that you've discovered? And you know, because everybody makes like the best wine gifts of the year list. Um, have you come across anything that's really, you know, like stuck with you? Um, anything that has stuck with me no not really I do want to say that and I think I've probably said this on previous Christmas episodes um don't give wine people electric corkscrews Mm. or at least don't give that to me I'd rather just use the regular waiter's corkscrew the electric ones mm -mm, I don't need that also um if you're not into wine, don't give wine people wine. I mean, at all. Don't do that. Just don't. Me. Just like, don't. literally. Just I would much rather them. give me a t-shirt that says something dumb like rosé all day or wine and my dog or uh, something from Target. Like, don't give me wine if you don't know wine. It's, oh, it's yeah. I'm about to send you the latest shirt I want unless I delete it. <laughs> unless um, I deleted it. I might have deleted it. Oh, no. Some fun things to get wine people, like socks with wine on them, pajamas with wine on them. Yes. Wine um, enthusiasts had some cute pajama pants. Yes, they did. They even had like the night shirts, the long sleeve yes. button up night shirts that are really cute. Um, we like stuff like that. Oh, let me see. Yeah, I just sent you a picture of a sweatshirt. I know this is the most professional thing we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> wait i know i see the capon yeah it looks like a rooster well it looks delicious even yeah. in its rare form it right but you rare. see what it says it yeah that's what's like oh, okay yeah oh and also we're not having mine i'm not going i love that sweatshirt yeah. right i'm like i want it yeah yeah exactly. so um oh Dave Matthews, um, everybody knows that he makes wine. So for this holiday, there is like a little package deal where you buy one of his wines and it comes with a stopper and the stopper also serves as a Bluetooth speaker. 
Wow. I am going to send you that link right now. That's fancy, fancy. That is genius. Yes. Yeah, it has a little button and you cork your wine and you hit the button and it'll play music. Oh, that's that perfect. Yes. How much does that cost? $35. That's it? That's I thought she was about to say something crazy, but then I guess Bluetooth speakers aren't that expensive. They're not. It's just the convenience of it all. Yeah. The fact that you have oh, a that's toy nice. that does two things. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I kind of want a Bluetooth speaker. So I'm going to put that on the list. There you go. I just sent you the link. Okay. And guys, yeah, I'll, put put these, that on my list. I'll put these links in the description box too. Yeah, I also want, or oh, are we talking about things we want now? Uh, listen, we're all over the place. We're just talking about I'm things. like, sorry. I have moved yeah. on to something. It's like, how are we talking about stuff we want? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, going back to what you said about don't get wine people wine if you don't know what you're doing. Um, get them a gift certificate to a wine shop. Mm-hmm. Also, most wine people, and especially us being wine professionals, you know, I'm going to wear that hat now, I wear it proudly, mm-hmm. um, don't need any more wine accessories. So like just regular wine accessories, no. Now, if you want to buy me a Corvin, then yes. Well, okay, that's a hell that. of an accessory. Right. Like I, but other than that, we don't need any more accessories, tools, anything we get those like that. For free, when we go to all these events you see us posting about, they usually right. give us gift bags full of free stuff. I don't need another one of those little the silver discs that you roll up to put in the oh, red gosh. wine and pour that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to get me an aerator to put in the top of the bottle, that might be the only thing I could take. I mean, but I have see, I aerators, have one. but I like, but I have a few. Okay. But I, I will try them out. Okay. And I regularly do experiments and try those out. You what know you what could I... give a good gift. Oh, sorry. Go, oh, I was going to say is um, like a subscription to um, yes. one of the wine magazines, mm-hmm. whether it be online or the actual magazine. Uh, there are several. Uh, yeah. Pipette is a good one. Uh, as far as like different uh, wine magazine wine pair buying pair is now um in paper form mm-hmm. in magazine form and not just online um of course you have the regular wine spectator wine enthusiast food and wine bon appetit uh those are all good ones um uh, mininger international is um international um wine magazine so that's something drinks business yeah they don't necessarily do a, a physical magazine, but uh, they have like some paid things on their site. So that's something you could get. And you can also get somebody, um, you can also get them a subscription to like a wine club. And there yes. are several different versions of wine clubs now, because even your local wine shop will have a wine club mm-hmm. where you go to wine pickup events and it's like a little party. We have several wine shops here that have wine clubs and they're outstanding and or your local wineries have wine clubs or even as far as California and um in France they have wine clubs they may be a little more expensive the further Mm -hmm. you go but um that's an excellent gift yeah yeah Uh, yeah that's a good one yeah yeah give the gift of wine or give the gift of information well hey there it is and then um I I actually like wine infused stuff so um, I like the wine gummy bears and the wine infused salts that I can cook with and stuff like that. So 
I don't know. I just saw some wine infused salts on, um, I think it was Uncommon Goods. It was like a Chardonnay uh-huh. and like lemon thyme salt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of think I want that. Yeah. And there are also wine infused candles that you can burn that are nice. So I have this amazing, I've had it because it's almost out. Yeah. This amazing candle, wine scented from Bath and Body Works or really? the White Barn Candle Club, whatever the candle part of them is. Mm-hmm. God, I love I'm looking around to see if it's close to me. It's not. No. It's not close to me. So I can't pull it out and show you. But okay. the scent was amazing. It's supposed to be like a Bordeaux burgundy. Something. I don't remember. But very nice. Yeah. Very nice and fragrant. Sometimes wine scented things can go awry. I'm like, there it's isn't sure. a wine that smells like this. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but no, that was nice. And it burned for a while. So. Yeah. That's another good gift. Um, I also saw this. Where did I see it? Maybe on Twitter. I've gotten back into Twitter lately. Yeah, so have I. Twitter is a big thing around here. So um, in Europe, in France, yeah. Paris. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I'm getting a lot of the uh, strike information off of Twitter. So there's that. Oh, but okay. um, I think I saw it on there. A gift guide, and there were Merlot infused coffee beans. Yes, 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 she did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so, you know, sometimes I could be a, pu- a prude and a purist when it comes to wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the coffee beans I try, um, uh, they probably will take less taste, less like Merlot mm-hmm. um, and less wine like. They are, um, I think they were roasted or something in an old Merlot barrel. Mm, and so that's mm. why they're calling it infused. So I'm like, it has okay. little to do with an actual infusion of wine. Okay. So, yeah, there's that. You know what else you can also like use as a stocking stuffer is wine remover. Oh, yeah. Spray bottle. Yeah. Oh, God. I want one on each floor. Seriously. <laughs> You know, it, it happens. You spill wine. Yeah. You drink, I drink wine all over this house. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They also have those little things for your teeth, the little wipes for your teeth. Those I, are good after taste. I have those in my bathroom. I'm scared to use them. Have you used them before? I've used them before. Where do you say? I don't know. I mean, my teeth are never like that purple. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes where, if you drink um, a big red and then go to bed, sometimes you wake up with purple teeth. No, is that just me? No. Mm. Okay. No, like it happens to people, but that's, <laughs> but that's just never been my story. Mm. Like my tongue will be ridiculous. Sure. But it doesn't stick on my teeth. That's like, I it don't know. It sticks on my lips too. Oh, so okay. the inside of my lips will be dark and my teeth. Yeah. 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 Oops. Oops. Well. <laughs> but yeah, those. Um, there's a wine monopoly wineopoly i saw that i kind of want it yeah uh wine trivia games like the card games those are cute so i I got a question though who you gonna play that with um i I don't know anybody but y'all the monopoly part yes you could play that with anybody because like fine yeah but the trivia no girl that's just gonna be us sorry yeah uh i could play it here (laughs) Yeah, but I don't have yeah, it. Play it on the show or on Instagram yeah. or something like yeah. um, uh, there's another podcast that does that they uh, post their trivia cards they have like a wine trivia game 
and they'll oh. post some of the questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh, which leads me to an idea. We'll talk about it uh, off camera. Okay, all right. Off, off camera, okay. off mic, whatever. I'm surprised uh, you're on camera today, actually. I know. Mm. <laughs> I and I'm like, wide awake, girl. Um, it was something else I was about to say. Was it a game or something? Game, it was hard to come back to it. Cards, um, anything? uh as a gift maybe uh oh if you really like a person uh a wine person you want to get them a gift that lene duvon kit the the with the smells oh yeah yeah get, get them that yeah that's i have to find mine whenever i decide i want to go back to america yeah. um, i just have a question if someone gave me a wine making kit would you use it oh for sure okay yeah I would. or too. beer making i would do it yeah yeah, I would do much. it. I'd give that to somebody. But um But here's when you because I actually bought a like again wine making kit off of uh Amazon or something before. No, eBay. It was eBay. It came out more like a spritzer. Oh, well that sounds like nice. with a little effervescence. It was nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it had like the um bottle caps that you use to let the um gas and stuff escape. Um, it had the yeast that you poured in to get it to ferment and you okay. know, some other stuff. All yeah. Right. So that would be, yeah, that would be cool. I'd do it. Anyway. I hope they would get me like a grape I like. Like, don't give me Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> I feel like the world is determined to make me love that grape. There's some really good Sauvignon Blancs. I mean, it's just never going to be my go-to choice. I had a Sancerre when I was at this wine bar the other day. You and, had one? Uh, like you ordered one? Ordered a bottle. What? A bottle? Because the person I was with was like, um, I want something dry and kind of crisp, uh, a bit of acidity. And I was like, oh, God, that's really only going to be Sancerre. <laughs> I mean, like, it might be Chablis, but, like, I'm not paying 70 euro for this yeah. bottle. Sancerre it is. So you toughed I, it out. I toughed it out. Oh it wasn't terrible. Gosh. <laughs> It tasted different because it was a um organic one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh before that I had ordered um a bottle from um uh Mont Louis, Mont sur Loire, which is uh Chenin Blanc. Mm. It was very sweet. I'm like, I don't know if my sensitivity to sweetness is now heightened, but I had it and you know, I can usually drink Shannon. It's usually not that sweet. This one was sweet and then it also had like an off flavor. Isn't it like that chameleon, you know, grape where it can be either really sweet or it can be dry? Yes. And this one was not dry. He was like, no, this is dry. And I was like, ah, maybe I drink too much now. I don't know. But it was not dry to me. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. And so I felt bad because he had opened the bottle. I'm like, can you sell this bottle? I'm like, you can sell this bottle glass tomorrow. It's fine. Mm. You'll be fine. So it was I've a been, by the glass selection. Of French wine, I've been going to uh, Le Grenier uh, for their free tastings on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Every first Tuesday, they have their um, free tasting. And um, God, it's so good. And it's so French in there. It's so... <laughs> It really is. Do they speak French? Do you know if any of the people there are actually French? Yeah, okay. some of the staff does. Yeah. Okay. But um, it's just so nice. And it's just like a nice warm tasting. It gets really crowded. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, where else can you go and taste six French wines? That I mean, for free. France, <laughs> France. That's it. Okay, yeah, and you're you not doing it. Order, you might order an appetizer or something, and you know, you go home. It's good stuff. Nice. I like it. Is it usually crowded for the first two? Well, for the usually time? the bar is pretty full. Okay. But yeah. And can you get it if you do you have to be sitting down? Can you stand up? Yeah, it's not that deep. You know, it's not like that crowded. Um, like the bar, all the bar seats will be full. They there may be like maybe five or six people behind you, but it's not that that crowded. Okay. But all right. Cool. Um cool, anyway, cool. I just have a few random questions. We're not going to All right. Hit me with them. Okay. If you were stuck in a holiday movie, what movie would you be stuck in? Oh, this is tough because I don't know that many holiday movies. What do you mean? You don't like holiday movies? I won't say I don't like them. I don't seek them out. Mm -hmm. So I would probably, in the way my life works, I'd probably be like in a Die Hard movie. Because like, weren't those always Christmas? Yeah. Like, I'll be like in a Die Hard movie. (laughs) It's just... Things just happen. Okay. Life comes at you fast. Okay. Um, There is um, a holiday movie that Queen Latifah was in called The Last Holiday, right? So she's this hardworking woman that works in like a department store. Just think like, I don't know, maybe like a Nordstrom or a Macy's. And um, she gets this CAT scan and she finds out that she has this life-ending tumor. So she has all this money saved up that was supposed to be for a rainy day that she never did anything with. So she decides to check herself into this beautiful resort in Czech Republic that's absolutely gorgeous and on the mountains and it's white and whimsical and all of these things. So she's going to blow her entire savings at this resort because she just wants to die, you know, in, in happy. Style. Exactly. Happy. And happy. She's dropping so much money. Everybody's treating her like she's somebody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to give the movie away, but right, because I'm like, and I'm gonna yeah. find it. <laughs> it's it's her and um LLQJ, isn't it? Um okay, I have heard of this. Yeah, it's a very feel-good holiday movie. But um, if I were to be stuck anywhere, I think a nice resort in Czech Republic would be nice. Oh well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I did just watch a holiday movie over the weekend. Um, it was on Netflix, Holiday in the Wild, with Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe. No, I don't know that so, one. So you know, so you know Rob Lowe from like everything. Of course. Um, and then Kristen Davis from Sex in the City. Yeah. Um, she was married to this high-powered. I don't know what he was. I think he might have been in finance, but they lived in this ridiculously nice New York apartment. But she was clearly unhappy. Clearly unhappy. The son was going off to college. Oh, God. And then, of course, the guy was like, listen, so I was waiting till he left for school. Um, I got my bags packed. I'll send somebody for the rest of my stuff. You weren't happy. I'm not happy. I'm out. And so she had planned to take the safari in Africa. And he was like, yeah, but I'm leaving you. So we're not going to do that. And so she goes on her own. She goes on her own. I'm sure she'll find what she needs there. So. (laughs) 
and then the rest of the story unfolds okay gotcha in africa but i mean she rob Lowe is the one who uh like flies her that she uh, that flies her plane and like works at the uh place the resort where she's going so she doesn't find an african so there's that let me just jump in with that part she ain't go full (laughs) she ain't go full native Because at first I was nervous, like Holiday in the Wild, and she's like, "Yes, and we're going to Africa." I was like, "Oh no, this yeah. is gonna take a turn that I am not gonna like. <laughs> I'm not gonna like it." But no, it was cute. It was super cute. Oh my gosh! Um, and also, you just want Charlotte to win. Like she's her name is always gonna be Charlotte, but you just want yeah. Charlotte to win because you're like, "Oh, that was." Is she's like dead in distress though in the movie? No. No, no, no. She wasn't damsels in distress. More okay. so the other personality. More that I can do it and I'm uh, strong. And okay. I know how to do things. Because uh, I have to say her character on Sex and the City irritated me the most. Oh, yeah. So, but anyway, that's a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's have a 20, you ever 20 episode. Mistletoe before? Where do you find mistletoe? Um, like, do they sell it like at the nursery where they have the probably. other like wreaths and stuff like that? I, 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 my answer was no, so I don't know. I've yeah. never. I mean, Claire Myers is no. I'm like, yeah. And then people just hold up random stems of stuff. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> is this mistletoe really? <laughs> like, oh, you see, it's mistletoe. What? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. And also, like, when are you really like standing in a doorway? Because that's where you're hanging mistletoe. So, like, you actually standing in an entryway or something? Like, I don't is know. that People a thing? In my kitchen, and there is a doorway that separates the kitchen from the dining room. So, I mean, it's possible, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah it's possible. But like, just the likelihood that you are y'all both. Oh, right. We're under the mistletoe, are we? Like two people in my doorway. Those little meat cutes that you see on rom coms, yeah, that rarely happens. I mean, not never ever. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> not in real life. No, psych doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Um, ha- what is your favorite part about uh, giving back on the holidays? Have you ever done any type of service or anything on the holidays? Uh, I don't think I have at Christmas. I've done at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like, used to regularly do that at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas? No, I think since I was always flying into somewhere. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, um, yeah. flying to Chicago or them coming to me in D.C., mm-hmm. that was, you know, never a thing. Yeah. And that's something that's weird here volunteer work and service isn't a big thing really that isn't like a part of the culture or like there's not a lot of volunteer service organizations the ones they have it's like okay you feed the homeless or you feed the refugees it's just that Mm. and I mean I don't want to sound like a jerk here but like getting up at 6 6 (laughs) 30 to serve them is not number one on my list of things to do (laughs) like I don't I don't mind service like I grew up volunteering and was raised in you know Mm -hmm. um, for community service and used to do a lot of it uh when I lived in Chicago at uh, university when I lived in DC that was just a thing but if here all I can do is feed the homeless at seven in the morning and 
have random pieces of French conversation. Mm. Uh, yeah. No. No, I feel you. Yeah, but some things that I've done before where they, you know, um, where you pick a name off of the tree and then you give that person a gift, mm -hmm. um, whether it's uh, single mothers or children of yeah. with incarcerated parents. Right. Um, they yeah. used to do that at the church. Um, buy a um, poinsettia, poinsettia, however you say that word. And um, send, that, send that plant to, you know, that plant is gifted <laughs> to someone. The plant is gifted, uh, things like that. Um, they were doing, they did something here about uh, like giving coats to the homeless. I'm sure. Um, putting together gift boxes to give to some of the refugees because they have just areas where the refugees stay. So you can go underneath to bridge and girl, you just see a sea of tents. Girl, they have them outfitted in nice tents. So think like, uh, if you've heard of the brand Keshua, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. They're all Quechua tents. I'm like, oh, so y'all, I mean, not saying like I'd rather live in a tent than my apartment, but like if I got to live in a tent, like that's a nice tent, you know? Wow. So they're like, all right, you, you about to get outfitted with a tent. And so they are in those tents and they have a whole tent city. Wow. Until there they're pushed out of there. There was one year that I um, I actually tried to um, volunteer to feed the homeless, but here it's a waiting list of like a month or two, depending on where you want to volunteer. So oh, they always okay. have plenty of volunteers for that. So I ended up volunteering for this um, organization called Meals on Wheels, and they, mm -hmm. they pretty much they take meals to the elderly population yeah so i was like oh well that's awesome because mm -hmm. i think they're um they can be forgotten about sometimes absolutely yeah if you think of homeless you always think of children and you think of families and uh vets and all of these and i was like oh okay so one christmas me and my brother and it actually started snowing a little bit and it was very whimsical we took um i don't know it was maybe six meals to um six different elderly people um, in the area and that was really oh yeah and they just be and they be wanting to talk girl they'll talk listen, sure all person will talk your head off you'll be like okay yeah. listen i have five more deliveries ma'am uh -huh. i mean but this is the thing that's like damn it's it's christmas like there ain't no tree there's no kids you know they're just yeah you know, yeah the shit kind of sucked but you know it was something for them but i mean you brought them a little cheer yeah. you know gladys yeah. merry christmas yep yeah merry christmas beatrice you know, that's they still had their old names. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna be old like Merry Christmas, Serena. Merry Christmas, Grandma <laughs> Serena. Okay. <laughs> right. Merry Christmas, Tanisha. And I'm like, yes, y'all, thank you, baby. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's gonna be an old name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Um, well, that's it. That's our show, guys. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Well, I, I hope you guys enjoyed everything. Yeah, no, I don't have any more. I mean, we did talk for over an hour. I mean, yeah, this what you know, this what we do. It is. Yeah, we got so. one more show before 
this year is ending. It'll be our last show of the decade. Last I don't know why people keep hyping that decade thing up. I'm like, let's baby steps, okay? Let's just end the year. Let's not think about it as a decade. But, but I don't want to get overwhelmed. Fun. Yeah, it should be a fun one. We'll make it fun. Uh, is it going to be a drunk episode? Ooh, is it? Yeah. Listen, let it me see. Because uh, I might not be working nowhere anyway. Oh my gosh, stop it. You will. We shall see. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, happy holidays. Don't stress. It'll all get done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just don't. Don't stress about gifts. That's something. I want to get that done this week. Like me and Amazon and then get it in tomorrow. Yeah, we actually don't. We Every other year, we don't do gifts. And this is the year that we don't do gifts. So, yeah okay for anybody you get gifts for the kids uh okay for my niece yeah for my niece yeah. and my little cousins yeah we do we like one or two gifts for the kids but the adults we don't do any so yeah and for me that uh, in theory that would be a good idea but um since I'm so far away yeah. I'm like and since my dad's there by himself now yeah. I'm like okay I want to send him something yeah and then sure. now I have two nieces so I told my brother, I was like, you might have to give me two gifts because mm-hmm. I have to get gifts for your family. You just have to get one gift. I don't know how I feel about right. this. Right. Yeah. So I have to get two gifts and then um, I'll get him something because on accident, he didn't get anything last year. So oh. yeah, on accident, it was order met, you know, issue with the delivery. It was canceled and then it wasn't replaced. Yikes. So mm. I mean, I got my money back. I was good. But, like, he didn't have a gift. And so I still felt bad about that. And I know I was like, I'm sorry. I mean, he's not tripping. Guys be okay with that kind of thing. You're right. Just like my dad will be fine. He's like, okay, you know, I always need a pair. You know, I always need socks. What? <laughs> but I'm not 11. I can't think you socks, Dad. <laughs> no. So what he would want would be me to come home. But, uh, oh. like, so, yeah get the full guilt trip but um yeah i bet sorry no it's just so much there i, I was telling one of my friends that she's like um do we need to talk about this do we need to visit this issue of you not going home i was like no i'm not mad at anybody it's not an issue or anything like that it's just a decision i'm making to you know stay here and crank this out yeah work 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 <laughs> On that note, cheers, guys. Cheers.